Welcome to Spirit-Filled Revelation, Revelation Exposed. Your host, J. Anthony Bless. Glory to God. Let us go into prayer as we begin to release this word on today. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity that you have given us to release this motivational word. I pray that it opens up the ears and the eyes and the heart of man that they might receive a word from on high. Let it be blessed. Let it be motivational, inspirational. Let it feed the spirit man like never before. Father God, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, let me go to my base scripture. Coming out of Philippians chapter number 4, verse 13. The Bible declares, Paul, the apostle, is speaking. And he makes a statement. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Glory to God, glory to God. Let us begin. The I factor. We must receive the scripture as a personal quest for oneself. Be confident in yourself. Let's go back. She said the I factor. You have to dig deep and discover the I. Uh, the me, myself, and the I. Very important that you make this personal. You must receive this scripture for yourself, that it becomes strength for your inner man. You have to understand that it is a spiritual quest uh, that only God himself can fulfill, and that once you receive it on the inside, God can begin to work on you. Make it personal. Glory to God. You must have confidence in one's self. Believe in yourself. And if no one believes in you but you, you're still where God wants you to be. He's not trying to strengthen those around you who don't believe in you, who don't have confidence in you, who refuse to appreciate you or accept you for who you are. He's dealing with you. That's why it's the I factor. I want this for myself. And then I can share the love to someone else. Glory to God. 
Number one, the I factor. Read. Number two, the Ken factor. Never play yourself cheap. There is nothing impossible for God. If it's in God's will for your life, what you truly desire will come to pass. Beautiful, beautiful, baby. Wow. I can. Here's where it gets motivational. And you have to inspire yourself to believe that I can. I can. I can. No matter what people say, when they say you can't, you have to motivate yourself to believe that I can. And I'm going for it. Glory to God. I'm going to get deep for a minute this afternoon because you really need to understand that the I factor and the I can is very important if you plan to have spiritual growth in your life. You have to receive the I can for yourself. She said, never play yourself cheap. I refuse to play myself cheap. Uh, I'm somebody. I feel like I'm important uh, in this life that I live. I'm not going to downplay myself as if I'm not worthy of what God has for me. So don't play yourself cheap. There's something on the inside that God wants to release on the outside and it involves you. You are the product. Glory to God, glory to God. There is nothing impossible for God. God will assist you and guide you and lead you into all truth. It does not matter uh, what your wife may say or what your husband may say. Your siblings may come against you and say you can't. That you, you're crazy or what you're thinking about venturing into. You can't do that. Wait a minute. If God is in control and if God is leading you and guiding you, there's no weapon formed against you. That can prosper. That's in the book of Isaiah. Meaning simply that can nobody come against what God has given you to do. God is on his throne. And he's the director. He's the one that's going to give you what you need. Glory to God. Glory to God. And if it's in God's will for you. He will bring it to pass. Now, wait a minute, Brother James. Explain that. Uh, if you wake up in the morning and you decide uh, that you want a car and all that, and you done picked it out, I, I want a Mercedes and I want it to be black with uh, all these different colors inside and, you know, I'm ready. But wait a minute, God can't bless you 
if you don't have your license. You don't have no license, you don't have no insurance, you're illegal. So what I mean by that, if it's in God's will, God can bless a mess. You have to line up with what's in God's will. If you want that car, you're going to have to get licensed. You're going to have to get insurance. You're going to have to be able to afford it. We can't play God like he's someone who doesn't know your issue or where you are in your life. Glory to God. I told you this is going to get deep. God knows your heart. So see, you can say anything to me. I can say anything to my lovely wife. But if it's not in my heart, God knows it's not. So you can't play God as if he doesn't already know what's in your heart. Glory to God. Glory to God. I can. Number two. Let's dig deep into number three. Read. The do factor. Uh-oh. Do or doing is an action word verb. Stop right there. I like to use my lovely wife as an example. She's what you call a mover and a shaker. Uh, she often tells me uh, or reminds me, don't forget to do. Don't forget to call. Uh, did you write down your schedule or did you get copies of your schedule for work so that we can go do things when you're off? She's a very uh, secure doer. And otherwise, if she says she's going to do something, she's going to get up and do it. She's going to try her very best to accomplish what she has on her agenda. So listen. Read again. The do factor. Do or doing is an action word. Action. Put it in action. Get up and do something. You can't pray, God, uh, I want to be in shape. Uh, I, I want to be healthy and, and, you know, all of that. Uh, but yet you don't get off the couch and go exercise. Glory to God. I'm going to keep this real simplistic today. I'm feeling this today. I got up this morning. Had my coffee with my lovely wife. We talked, prepped for the message. And then I went and worked out. Got my swole on. I'm feeling good. My body is feeling good. But what's my point? I had to get up and do something in order to be in the game. So see, it's the same way with God. He knows uh, what you want to do. Because he knows your consciousness, your mindset. He's there. He hears everything that you're thinking. That's a little deep, but I'll go there down the line. He's in your conscience. He's in your mind. So he knows. So what he wants to do is help you accomplish what you already want to do. You want to go work out. You want to go exercise. But you got to get up. You get to put your clothes on, 
get your water ready, you know, and then you go to the gym and you begin your workout. I'm going to make this real simplistic today. All right, read. Remember that nothing can get done in life if you don't act on the issues at hand. The issues at hand. It's not her, it's you. <laughs> the issues. Uh, you can't do things that are positive in life if you don't deal with your issues on the inside. It's you that is in need of a fresh shade. Just got a fresh cut, clean, you know. I looked in the mirror and said, it's time, baby. I got to go to the barbershop. Why? Because it was looking kind of raggedy. So I had to get it cleaned up. It was my issue. Glory to God. I'm feeling this this morning. So let us be, the word of God says, faith without works is dead. So you can have faith in a thing. But if you're not working it, it can't come to pass. It's not alive. It's something that you have to do. Glory to God. Glory to God. Read. We must approach life with an honest effort. Approaching life in an honest effort. Mm, mm. Only you know if you're true to yourself. You have to be honest about who you are and what you desire to do in life. There has to be a sense of honesty. It has to be deep down inside. We have to stop lying to ourselves before we can get anything accomplished. You must move forward with honesty. Because you know it's the truth. It's the truth of the matter that will set you free to do a thing. Glory to God. Let's keep it really simplistic, sweetie. Let's read. Number four, the all factor. In life, we deal with our family. Uh-oh. Our life, church life, our work life, economics, health, finances, etc. Ooh, what? Wait a minute. What a mouthful, she said. <laughs> she said, we deal with family. <sighs> My prayer really is that families would come back together uh, in the year 2022. That would be reunited and that would begin to uh, love on each other like never before. Uh, we have all of the odds against us, all that's going on in our world, this chaotic scenario. Um, people are stressed, people are depressed, they are suicidal. Uh, they don't have much of life 
on the inside. And sometimes we feel like, what's the use? Why do I need to get up this morning and do anything? Uh, why do I need to smile? Why do I need to be happy? Uh, I don't need to be blessed. I'm okay right where I'm at. You know, and unfortunately, uh, the devil, the enemy, our adversary, what we call negative energy, uh, can work through your family. Uh, family uh, can cause you to be very stressed and feel very unworthy. Uh, they can get on your last nerve. And we love them. But sometimes family can be uh, an obstacle that you have to maneuver around to get to your place in life. So I love my family, love my mother and my aunts and uncles, my, my, my uh, grandchildren, uh, my cousins, uh, my children, my grandchildren. I, I, I love them all. Uh, but I refuse to let them stop me from being who I am. You have to be very stern about letting your family stop you from being blessed. Uh, sometimes we have to deal with them from afar, uh, from a distance. Pray for them, love on them when they allow us to. But we can't allow them, what I'm saying is... You can't allow them to get in your spirit, in your mind, and cause you to not pursue life. Uh, you're supposed to live a life of joy and, 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 and blessings. And, you know, God wants you to be successful in your life. Don't let family cause you to be dormant, suppress you, or try to subdue who you are. The devil is a liar. You are somebody. I'm not going to get too deep. Because I'll be doing that series a little bit down the line. But I had to throw that commentary in there. Because sometimes family causes people to walk away from life. You know, because of some things and some issues that they brought to the table that wasn't uh, productive for you. Uh, it wasn't positive for you. And so sometimes you have to love your family uh, from afar. Glory to God. She also said, dealing with our church life. Wait a minute. Mm, some people might get offended about what I'm about to say. Uh, but sometimes church people that are really churchy, that are into religion, and they just do everything the same way every service, and they have to sit in the right seat, and they have to, you know, wear the best clothing, and, and they're all draped in jewelry, and the big hats, and all of that stuff, and some of them, unfortunately, have no God in them. They're not filled with the Holy Spirit. Most church people won't even talk about being filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh my God. That's like to some people a joke. I'm talking about church life. 
You know, um, all churches don't operate like that. And I've been to many uh, that were a blessing, uh, both of my home churches. I have two home churches um, where the people started off uh, being very friendly, very loving, very kind. And then after they get to know you, they change up on you sometimes. And you don't even know who they are. They're supposed to be your sister and brother in Christ. I've been there and done that. Uh, you have some churches that are very welcoming and that are very family orientated and that they do love on you honestly, sincerely. And they're there for you to help you, support you, motivate you, and get you closer into the things of God. God bless those churches. And I will continue to pray for those churches, those pastors and bishops that have a passion to help others sincerely. Glory to God. Glory to God. Uh, we deal with the economics of life. If we see in life uh, all that's going on in our economic world, the prices of food and the prices of gas and uh, the housing markets and it's hard to buy a house that's so expensive and all of the prices are increasing and uh, you know I went to get some chicken wings the other day and my god I got six pieces of chicken wing cost me almost nine dollars eight ninety-nine I mean I'm just giving you an example of some of the economic issues that's going on in life the price of bread, the price of eggs, the price of milk. Like I said, the gas is like crazy, you know. And then if you're trying to buy a house and you're trying to, you know, invest into yourself, uh, they want so much down and they want so much for the house. And uh, it's just so much. And so uh, that comes into play, uh, dealing with this. In life, we deal, is what she read, with family, church life, our work life. We have to work. Some of us uh, have to work for an employer. Some of us have our own businesses, you know. Uh, some people uh, really have a passion about helping others in business. That's good, you know. And so we deal with that as well our work life we have our economic life we have our health life god bless my wife because uh she keeps me in a mindset to at least try being healthy you know take your vitamins you know take what you need um you know uh be very careful when you're out and about with uh this virus, this COVID going on, um, believe it or not, people, it's still happening. People are still dying. People are still not vaccinated. Uh, we are in a terrible time in the world when it comes to disease and virus and all of this stuff. So we're dealing with this and it's a part of life. And it's up to you and I uh, to maintain and to stay safe. 
my wife made sure that she uh, books our, our, our appointments for uh, my flu test. You know, uh, we've both been vaccinated twice and had our boosters and our ammonia shots and shingles shot. I'm getting old. I got all these shots. Well, I said, I said to myself, I, I feel like a pin cushion. I'm tired of getting stuck, <laughs> you know, but, I, but I'm trying to stay healthy. That's what I told my wife a couple weeks ago. I'm tired of getting stuck, but I'm glad I got it in me because I believe it will be a great help uh, for me to ward off some stuff and Prayerfully, if I do get sick, I won't get as sick as um, those who don't have anything in. And so this message is not based on, you know, uh, messing with anybody about COVID and all that. I'm just, just talking to you uh, because in life we deal with health. I'm just talking about things that we deal with. And so it also says... Okay, honey, where we at? Uh, we must believe God, that God will work it out in all areas of our lives. We must believe. And one thing I forgot, finances. Another thing that my lovely wife is very good at is financial, financially keeping things intact. You know, paying things on time. And she's a good investor and she does a lot of things uh, ahead of time. Because she don't like to be late for nothing. You know, uh, she's one of those type, you know, she, she, when the bill come in, she pay, you know, we need money to do this. We, we need to get this done. And that's a part of life, our financial life, something that we deal with. I had to add that in. I forgot to add that. Uh, so we must believe God that God will work out in all areas of our lives. Here's where your belief factor comes into play. Do you believe that God will work it out? Uh, he's not going to do it for you. Like I said earlier, you can't sit on the couch after you get a bill and say, Oh God, please bless me. I'm praying that this bill goes away. And God's sitting back saying, you got to pay your bill. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm trying to be as simplistic as possible. I'm in a good flow this morning. I just feel like sometimes people expect God to do all these miraculous things. And it just don't work like that. He'll help you. He'll give you favor. You might make the call and say, you know, I'm running a little late, you know, on my payment. Can you give me an uh, extra few days or uh, next week when I get paid? And that's when God supernaturally comes in to that person's heart and says, you know what? They called and they, they, they said the truth and we're going to give them that extra seven days. You know, that's how God works. He touches the heart of people that they might respond to an emergency in your life. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let us continue. Number five, the things factor. There is no issue or situation that God cannot fix. No situation that God cannot fix. But we got to meet them halfway. 
And we have to be honest. And we have to have that thirst for doing the right thing. See, you got to remember, you can't play God if you're dishonest. You have to be true to what you're trying uh, to believe God for. Glory to God. Glory to God. Read that again. There is no issue or situation that God cannot fix. We are to trust in Trust God. in. Key factor. You might call me a fanatic. You might say, uh, you know, this brother is so, you know, filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, does he really understand what's going on in my life and all of that? And yes... I too have had a whole lot in the last, I'll just say seven years, where I had no choice but to continue to trust in God. I am a man of faith, and I just believe that God's not going to turn his back on me when I'm in need, when there's something that needs to be fixed in my life but I got a meeting halfway glory to God glory to God it says we are to trust in God rely and lean on him oh glory to God oh my God we must believe the word of God for help it gives us instructions it gives us directions. And the word of God gives you counsel. There's nothing that you're going through in life that you can't go to your Bible, look up the reference in the back of the book, and it will talk about being sick, talk about being stressed, talk about being depressed, talking about your heart hurt. It talks about everything that we're going through. You just have to research it and find out what God says about an issue. And then meditate on what his answer is to the subject matter. It's real simple. Glory to God. Read, honey. Number six. The through factor. This way of life is done through prayer. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Prayer. You have to get in your private space and begin to pray unto God. Not unto your husband. Not unto your wife. Not unto your children. Not your boss at work. And not even those that are in the church. You have to get by yourself in a private place and meditate and pray to God that there's something going on in your life that you need assistance with. Uh, I don't pray religiously saying all the right words and 
you know, some church people can get so sophisticated and so, you know, with all this fancy mess. No, you come to God sincerely. Lord, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. Lord, I struggle with anger. Uh, I struggle with depression. Help me to get through this. How do I get over this? Lord, touch me. You have to make it personal. We're right back to the verse, first verse that I talked about. The I factor. The can factor. Go to God on your own. And he will answer. And so she said, meditation on the word of God. We must be connected to our spiritual resources. God is in everything. This is called spirit-filled revelation. So I'm going to be talking about spiritual things. So prayer is spiritual. Meditation is spiritual. It brings you in communion with your creator. Don't let people fool you about, oh, now he's talking about meditation and that's what the Buddhists do and the Hindus do and all these different, wait a minute. Jesus went to the garden of the Sensimony, excuse me for saying that like that, I got a little messed up, my voice gets a little crazy sometimes, um, to meditate and to pray. So now if you believe in the word of God, Wait a minute. Either you believe it or you don't. It also talks about fasting. Jesus fasted from worldly things. Okay, let me explain that real quick. Uh, say you eat too much sugar, too much candy. You know, a lot of sweets. <clears throat> uh, I won't go there, but, you know, <laughs> she's got a sweet tooth. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but it's sometimes good for you to fast from it. That means <laughs> try not to eat it <laughs> for a few hours. Uh. We start off in prayer when I was in ministry. Uh, I started off six hours, uh, then 12 hours, and then I got up to 24 hours, especially before I uh, was told I was going to be preaching the next day or whatever. I fast. Okay, seriously. Fasting clears out your spirit man. So when you put food in your mouth. Uh, it tells you not to uh, drink things with sugar. Changes your chemistry. Uh, drink water. And you can have fresh lemon or lime. Squeeze a little bit in your water. Every hour on the hour, drink a glass of water. I'm just trying to explain to you different processes in fasting. And, and then you try your very best 
It's going to take time to stay away from what you're fasting for. Uh, some people need to fast because of their cussing or their fussing. Uh, they're just angry all the time. Um, you know, it's a lot of different reasons for you to fast. To get something out of your spirit. So when you fast, you don't want to put food in your spirit. Because it changes your chemistry. You don't want to put food in your body. Excuse me. Because it changes your chemistry. You want to let God just refresh you in your spirit man in your soul man that's what fasting is all about and so you know that takes time but um you can always research it you can google it you know uh go get you a book on fasting you know and start that journey and it might be good for you glory to god glory to god um i want to say also to be connected to a spiritual source is simply trusting in God's spiritual instruction. It's not very complicated. It just simply means you want to get closer to God. I have to share my heart here. Uh, don't let people... Like we said earlier, or family, friends, the church, stop you from tapping into your spiritual self. This is for you. It may not be for them. Everybody may not receive this word. That's okay. I know that God will touch somebody's heart. And so I'm going to put it out there. That's why this ministry is based on spirit-filled revelation. I'm going to reveal the things of God that are spiritual. And it also says revelation exposed. I'm opening up some places that some people are not talking about. That's what I'm called to do. Let's us get spiritually connected. Please, please, read, honey. Number seven, the Christ Jesus factor. Wait a minute. The Christ Jesus. I'm very adamant about this because if you read your Bible, you understand that even Christ was baptized and filled with the spirit of his father. This may be very controversial to some, but that's okay. Read your Bible. It talks about the doves ascending on him and the heavens opened up. And the spirit of God, the father, was upon him. So now. If Jesus became. The example. Of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Why would I not. Honor. Jesus. The Christ. Be careful. 
Because you can't go to God without believing in Christ. Christ is the example in the earth. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's very touchy subject, and I get it. But I just believe that Christ is my main factor. Uh, even Christ said to his disciples, he instructed them, when you pray, you pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, holy be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, if Jesus himself told his disciples to pray our Father, then I believe what he's saying. He did not claim to be the Father. He was the Son. Glory to God. Uh, and so I believe, we believe in Christ. And because of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, we are empowered to have victory over our enemies. What are we talking about? Our enemies. Our enemies. That are in us. With Christ. He works out the enemies. Out of our life. And causes us. To live. And not be defeated. In life. And so I want to share with you, I'm not done yet, almost, uh, the way I always talk about my lovely wife and her spirit. It's very important that you connect to someone who is feeding you with compassion, uh, with love, and with care, uh, concern, uh, because we do have enemies on the inside that would cause us not to investigate how we really feel. So you need that help me. And if you're single, uh, the church is a good place to find somebody to feed uh, positivity into you. You may have uh, family members that you can go to. Uh, that will talk to you and hear you and counsel if they can. Um, but it has to be somebody who cares. And so I always use my lovely wife because she just has that spirit. You know. Now, you don't want to get her mad. Because when you get her mad, that sincerely come out. And it's a long day. So I'm just just letting you know, <laughs> you know, uh, we all have that in us. You don't want to take me there, like when I'm hungry and I haven't had nothing to eat. I, I'm I'm miserable. I'm, I'm the wrong person to talk to, you know. So I I ask God to get that out of me because that's a bad spirit. I get mad, you know. But what I'm saying is seriously, having someone who can connect and can you can bounce off of. And that you can relate to 
and, and certain situations. Uh, I talked about earlier about how much we were going through in life, you know, with all that's on our plate, you know, with COVID and the economics and our health issues. And I talked about our finances and all of that. You know, you, you need somebody in your corner or somebody. Uh, I was always told uh, by my pastor, my bishop, to surround yourself around like-minded people. People who are going where you're going. Uh, you don't want to be too close to people who don't care. Because they can't help you. They can't feed you things of God. They, they just can't. And do we all have friends like that? Yes. We still try to love them and, and spread the love and, and let our spirit, you know, uh, permeate that they might get touched by something we say. Yes, we do that. But in order to fight the enemies of life, you need somebody in your corner. And that's why I always talk about my lovely wife. Read number seven one more time. Because of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, we are empowered. The Holy Spirit on the inside of us, we are empowered. Well, Brother James, how do I actually receive this? Well, I remember when I was in ministry many, many years ago. Um, after I got licensed and all that, uh, I still didn't have it like I wanted it. I was chasing after God and in my word and all of that. Uh, but right before I got uh, ordained, I received my ordination. Uh, the bishop had all of the ministers and those who were not filled to come to the church. We met at night, uh, just like in the uh, book of Acts, when they met in the upper room. It says that they were there and they tarried. That simply means they waited on the spirit to fall into that place. And so we did the same thing in the church. He had us lay prostrate. And he said, I want you to pray and ask God to fill you with the Holy Ghost. And at first I was a little squeamish, didn't quite understand it. And I was asking, how is this supposed to work? And believe it or not, we stayed there, turned off the lights, lit some candles. And we was all in front of the pulpit on the altar and we begin to cry out my brothers and my sisters begin to cry out and you know just let it out and was asking God to fill us with his spirit and before you know it the spirit fell in the place and we begin to speak in unknown tongues I know that's a very controversial uh, subject um, but I was overcame by Speaking in tongues, I couldn't control it. I didn't understand it. I just began to cry and cry out to God. And I knew then that I felt something I never felt before. And when I got up, I felt the empowerment. And that's when ministry began. So you can do this at home, in your private space, in your bedroom, 
you can sit in your kitchen. Uh, you go out in the backyard. You don't need nobody to be there. You just have to sincerely ask him to fill you with his spirit. Just be honest. Just be sincere. God knows your heart, whether you really want it or you don't. So be careful. Don't fool your own self. Uh, a lot of people have to work up to this, and that's okay. And I'll never be judgmental if you don't understand it all. A matter of fact, I won't be judgmental about uh, the fasting and the praying and the meditation. Uh, that's up to God to work on your heart. I can't do that for you. I can just release what God has given me to release. He wanted me to release something very sincere this morning. And so I'm sharing my heart. You too can be filled with the Holy Spirit of God and be empowered. Uh, recently, a couple years ago, I made the CD, uh, R&B rap type thing. I'll be uh, downloading it to my website and all that. Um, but the title of it was Hard to Kill. The reason why, and my wife feels the same way, we tease each other all the time when I start messing with her and, you know, it'll come out, I'm hard to kill. Don't, don't mess with me. <laughs> I'm hard to kill. Go, 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 sit down. And she, she look at me the same way, you know. We hard to kill. But that's because of the spirit on the inside. And then even when we get into our little, um, I won't really call them arguments, but disagreements. You know how they say we disagree to agree. Um, we always come back into the spirit of love. We hug and we kiss. I tell her, now go leave me alone. I need some time. <laughs> And she'll do the same thing, you know, a little attitude in between. But my whole point is that because we are filled with the Spirit, you can't stay mad at your loved one but so long. And then you got to let it go. So there's so many things the Spirit of God will do to you on the inside that you're not even used to being done. It might surprise you. He'll talk to your conscience. He'll talk to your spirit. He'll say, man, why you say that to her? That wasn't right. Why you raise your voice like that? Why you arguing about taking your vitamins? She knows what she's doing. She's trying to help you. See, the spirit will start talking to you like that on the inside. And you'll get convicted. And you start feeling like, wow, she was right. And then you just go on and take your vitamins. Simplistic. I'm not really in a shouting mood this morning. I'm in a real calm, peaceful, you know, mode. Simplistic. So, we got a few minutes. And I'm going to have my wife start from one. But I'm not going to interrupt. I just want you to take time to meditate on what was said from the very beginning. That I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Read. Number one, the I factor. We must receive this scripture as a personal quest for oneself. Be confident in yourself. 
you are a child of God. And number two, the can factor. Never play yourself cheap. There is nothing impossible for God. If it's in God's will for you, life what truly desire will come to pass. And number three, the do factor. Do or doing is an action word, a verb. Remember that nothing can be done in life if you don't act out the issues at hand. We must approach life with an honest effort. And number four, the all factor. In life, we deal with our family, our church life, work life, economics, health, and finances, etc. Yes. yes. We must believe that God will work it out in all areas of our lives. Yes. The Word of God has an answer for all of your issues. And number five, the things factor. There is no issue or situation that God cannot fix. We are to trust in God, rely on, lean on the Word of God for help, instruction, direction, and counsel. This concept will assist us in the spiritual way of life as well as the natural. Number six, the through factor. This way of life is done through prayer, fasting, meditating on the Word of God. We must be connected to our spiritual resources. Yes. God is in everything. Number seven, the Christ Jesus factor. Because of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, we are empowered to have victory over the enemies of our lives. When Jesus Christ went to the cross, he won the battle over evil and set us free from defeat. This is an absolute determining factor. Well said, sweetie. And so, once again, we're not out of word, but we're out of time for this podcast. I pray that God would encamp angels around your family, your husband, your wife, your children, your grandchildren, friends, neighbors, all that are involved with you, around you. I pray that you receive this word. We thank you for tuning in to this podcast. We'll see you in two weeks. And until then, we say much love, grace, and peace, and God bless you. Bye-bye.